I want to speak to you for a few moments again this morning on the power to succeed, the power to succeed. I started talking on this topic last Sunday morning. And I want to continue, if you allow me to recap for a few moments, and then we'll finish it off in here in the next few minutes. But I want to speak to you on the power to succeed. I believe that the Christian life, as Christian believers, followers of Christ, we have one of the greatest opportunities. We have the, one of the greatest gifts in our life that help us to utilize and help us to push forward. And that's the power of the Spirit of God, the Spirit that is, that is available for us to we can tap into it that will help us to live our life and to be successful. And, and in the book of Acts, we find uh, in your Bibles records of, uh, for us in history of the early church, how the early church and how God used ordinary people to build his kingdom. God used ordinary people just like you and me to build his kingdom and to help the, the gospel and the message to go forward. And, and, we, and while we call it the, the Acts of the Apostles, you should be more accurate to call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The Acts of the Holy Spirit was definitely evident in the life of many people. And, and, it, helped to, uh, and it helped the apostles to allow the church to move forward in power. It helped us to move forward. I hear a little echo somewhere. Um, and it helped us to move forward in power. So, so that, that also to help, help us to understand that this, the Holy Spirit... There's no question about that. It's available for us to help us to accomplish that. You know, if you have ever studied the book of Acts, if you were in, in school or so on, the book of Acts have a lot of incredible stories that takes place. And it gives us a great glimpse into the, into the life of many of the uh, early apostles in the early church, how, how the writings and the studyings and, and, the, and the manifestations and the works of the Holy Spirit in, in work in the, in the early church. And in the, one of the questions we always wondered, asked to ourselves, if God have done it back then, can God still do it today? And, and there's no question about it. I believe that we serve the same God. I believe the same God is, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what God have done for the early church, I believe God is available for us and do through us as well for today. And how many know that even today in 2021, we need more of the Holy Spirit we need more of God than ever before. I mean, just look what's happening all around our nation, around our world, you know, and, and, and our young people's schools nowadays, what is tolerated, what is allowed. My Lord, we need more of God than ever before. You know, instead of, instead of uh, drawing away from God, we need to draw closer to God than ever because we don't know in the next 5, 10, 20 years going to look like. I'm telling you what, if we don't get a hold of God, if we don't, we don't cry for revival. We don't, we don't be desperately enough to ask God to help us. My friend, we, we're in trouble. We're in trouble, but we need to push forward. And when we find out that when we ask people that question, I get one of two reactions. When he talks about, can God move today? And, and, and sometimes it either is an extreme discomfort or excuses for why God does not work that way anymore. But the fact is that there is nothing in the Bible that suggests that God has quit working with power through his people. There's nothing that says that God only worked back then. No, there's nothing. And I've come to the conclusion that the fault does not rely on God, but on us to claim to follow him. God never stopped pouring his spirit. 
God never stopped manifesting in the life of people. You know what? It was us who probably drew away from God. It was us who put limits on God. It was us to say, no, God, you can't move this way. You can't, you can't do it this way because we, have, we want it a certain way in our life. But there's nothing that has stopped God from doing it. We have stopped God from allowing him to move in our services. We have stopped God from moving, from allowing him to move in our worship and so on. It's nothing to do with God. We, we choose to do that. We, we limit God. And, and I understand, I get all this stuff. I understand that we live in a modern time. And I understand that by the same time, if God decides to show up, and change my agenda, and change my, my, my service, he can do whatever he wants. But that's what we got to also allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives. No, so in other words, God can still work. And, and, and there's the acts of power in the early church that, that they were involved and they participated in their lives as well. Let me give you a definition. I, I shared this last Sunday. Uh, definition of success. Is accomplishing what God wants me to accomplish. Now, this is not our typical definition as we think what success is supposed to look like. Success will tell you, tell you the difference. That in the eyes of the world, success looks different than what I'm giving you definition this morning. But what I'm speaking about this morning is to be successful in the will of God. To be successful in walking with God and accomplishing the will of God and allowing the Spirit of God to lead us as individual or to lead us as a congregation to accomplish the will of what He wants us to do. And when we accomplish that, guess what? We become successful in our walk with God. We become successful in how to reach others for the kingdom of God. In other words, there is a ripple effect when we start walking and lining our life with God. What starts to happen? It starts to happen that God starts working in my own personal life. And when God starts working in my own personal life, guess what? It starts affecting the people around me. It starts affecting my family. It starts affecting my children. You'd be surprised, church, at, at when we are there working out there, how parents talk to their children. And then you wonder why we have problems. And then you have little children. Listen, I've, I witnessed this. You got little children cussing, using the F word and, and this. And you know, oh, look how cute that is. Well, it ain't going to be cute when he's 18, 20 years old, and now he's cussing you out. Oh, you don't want to hear this kind of preaching. Let me move on because it's too hot to handle. Let me move on. The good news is that God supplied us with everything necessary for us to be successful in this way. God has provided the resource for us. God has provided things in our life that help us to move forward in our journey, in our walk with God. It's there available for us. The first thing is this. Let me recap real quickly. We can, we can succeed because we are given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I share with you, with you last time. I had an uncle who had a pickup truck, and his gauge didn't work. And the way he used to determine how much gas he had on his truck is by putting a stick down in the gas tank. And then when he put it out, he would knew how much gas he had. 
The problem is after a while, he forgot to check it often and he ran out of gas. And that's what happens to us as Christian believers. If we don't tap into the power of the Holy Ghost, we will run on empty. We can just exist for the moment. We can come to church on Sunday and that's about it. But my friend, there's more to come into church. There's more than feeling the presence of God. We want God to turn my life around. I want God to fill me and, and propel me forward that I can live a life victorious in the name of Jesus. And I think that's what we need. We need that spirit, the acts of power that is available for the Christian believer. It's available for us. We can function, we can do a thing, but man, but there's something about going the extra mile and allowing the spirit of God to touch us. Listen, if you have not experienced the marvelous gift of, of the Holy Spirit in your life that touches you, we're missing it. There's more than just coming to church. There's more than just, you know, th there's more that we can, we can receive from him. Sometimes I think that many of us miss that opportunity. Following Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection from the dead and just prior to his ascension into heaven, he made his, this promise. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and into the ends of the earth. Now, the Bible clearly tells us that the Holy Spirit is God himself. And here, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit will indwell each believer. And two things will happen. They will receive power and they will tell people about Jesus. In other words, you will receive this gift and that responsibility that is laid upon us is to tell people about Jesus. So in other words, they, they, they go together hand in hand. It is the power that you receive that comes upon your life. And then you have the responsibility that once you obtain this gift within you that, that the, the power comes upon you, now you have the responsibility to share the gospel. The problem is that we receive it, but we don't give it out. In other words, we, we store it, we, we hold it to ourselves, and then we become spiritual porkies, just getting, 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 but never giving. Sometimes to, to receive more, you got to give out. In other words, you, you gotta make room. You gotta make room to give out. If I have a if I had a glass right here and a, a pitcher of water, and, and I will pour it into that cup, you know what? And it starts pouring out. People will call it wasting. But in the eyes of God, if you keep pouring it out and it keeps spilling out, we call that prosperity. In other words, the the more you have, the more you can give. The more overflows. And the problem is that we as Christian believers, we need to receive much as possible. And with that, with that comes a responsibility. That responsibility is to share the gospel of hope. And obviously these two things are connected. They were for the disciples 2,000 years ago and they are still connected for us today. 
If you want to be successful as a Christian, you must rely upon the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to enable you to do ministry. The power is not mine. The power is not the church. The power is the Holy Spirit given to us to accomplish, to use to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. It doesn't come from a man. It doesn't come from a denomination. It doesn't come from a group of a church. No, it comes from heaven itself. And when, and when it comes to us, if, if, for us to accomplish, it is given for us to accomplish the mission that God has for the church. That's, that's what happens to many. We're missing what is available to us in our life. And, we, and when we begin to live as we're truly believers, that God is literally indwelling in us, I believe, this in church, I believe that we will begin to, to live differently in our life. If we experience the touch of power in our life, and the Holy Spirit is indwelling in our life, lives in our life, guess what? There's got to be something different about our lives. In other words, you cannot have the Spirit of God living in your life and still look the same, and still act the same, and still talk the same. There's something about you that changes. There's something about you. There, there's a transformation taking place in your life. You know what? That's what people see your life, and they look at you, and they wonder, man, I remember this guy used to do this, but now he goes to church. Now he, he there's something about him that is, that is no longer the same. Listen. Listen, I'm trying to help you this morning. It is the Spirit of God that is available for us. The next thing, real quickly, and I'm, I'm moving on, we can succeed because we are given a supernatural power. When you have God living inside of you, empowers you to accomplish His will. And I think we can safely say that the power is of a supernatural nature. And what, and what I mean by supernatural is that it is a power that violates, or we could say, goes beyond natural, nature's force. In other words, these are things that, are, that can be explainable. Or, 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 or they, go against the, they go against the confines of nature's law. But only by a force or a presently beyond the limitations of humanity. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that these things that happen, supernatural power, is are things that take place in our life that are unexplainable. That you can't put your finger on it. They're, they're, they're acts of God. They're things of God that no man, no scientifically can be explained. That's when you know that God is working. That's when you know that God has stepped into your situation and on paper, it looked like it's not going to work. But when God steps into your situation, he can rearrange. He can rearrange the world for your situation. In other words, he can redo everything he has to do because he's more than able. Supernatural powers. And what I'm trying to get across to you in the next few moments that I have left. 
that if you're a Christian, you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God, which means that you have a supernatural power at your disposal. The Bible tells us when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all gathered in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house, and they were sitting. And divided, and in divided tongues of, the, of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, my purpose in quoting this scripture, and listen to me well, is not to get into a discussion of whether speaking in tongues is for today or not. That's not my teaching this morning. My teaching is that God uses supernatural things in the life of people. It can use from speaking in tongues. It can use from healing. It can use from miraculous restoration. My friend, God uses supernatural things through the Holy Spirit to draw people to his house, to change people's life. The bottom line is that God is after your soul. The bottom line is that God wants to see people saved. And, and then once you're saved, we, he takes care of the rest. But what's important is that many people don't come to God because they want to question all this stuff, theological stuff and doctrine stuff. No, no. Let's forget about that for a moment. Let, what, why don't you open your heart and allow God change your spirit. Get, let God change your situation. Let God change your life. And then we'll worry about the rest, my friend. But for now, open your heart and receive Jesus as your Savior. Woo! Supernatural powers. The next thing moving on is this. We can succeed because we are given a vision for the future. We are given a vision for the future. When the Apostle Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to understand that that supernatural power was available to him, he was changed from a wimp into a warrior. Come on, somebody. I mentioned this last time. I mean, you remember Pee Wee Herman. Come on now. He went from a Pee Herman mentality into a macho man. Remember macho man, that wrestler guy? You know, he went from a Pee Herman. It's like, you know, that's what happens. When you receive this power, you know, it gives you the boldness. It gives you the ability to stand up. It gives you the ability to go to Walmart. Come on, somebody. And fight the crowd. Fight the parking lot. Come on, somebody. As soon as you're pulling into Walmart, you're already fighting demons. Where are you going to park? You're some rich folks in here. You go to Target. I'm sorry. You're Target folks in here. Rich folks. But for the rest of us who go to Walmart... I got to fill it up with the power of God to get in there. Some of you have not stepped in a Walmart in a year. You've been Amazon everything. Praise God. Let me get back to my message. I got a few more minutes left. And it says this, and in the last days it should be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And, all your, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall, be, shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. The last days. We are the last days ushered by the Messiah. Jesus Christ, it is the period of time from the beginning of the church until Christ returns. And in other words, it is the period of time 
that we are presently living in. In this time, it was prophesied that it would be a time of prophecy, visions, and dreams. We are not told when each and every event prophesied by Joe will take place. Only that there will be all will take place sometime during these last days. And how many know from the time of Christ ascended to heaven and to the return of Christ, that period gap, rather, that period of time is considered the last days. In other words, the prophecies that are being fulfilled by Joe in the Bible, in other words, we're not told exactly when they're going to happen, but all we are told that will happen in the last days. In other words, if you're smart enough and you realize enough and you, and you can look around enough that we are definitely living in the last days and things are coming into place. Things are coming into order and I can't wait and it's any moment now that I believe that trumpet shall sound, my friend, and we're going to be going out of here because the way the world's going right now is just a matter of time before the trumpet. I know some of you are disappointed. You want to hang around here because you like your things and you like your new car, your new house, you, you know, you like shopping. But, 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 but for the rest of us, I'm ready to go. They can keep my stuff for that, for why I care. I'm ready to go to heaven, my friend. Woo! Some of you are disappointed. What do you mean he's coming back already? See, God revealed to us. And he will continue to make known his vision for the future. As Christians, that we must do is simply obey his direction if we are to be successful. Today is a day to be a people of vision. A people that were not forced or on personal preference. But on bringing multitudes of people into his kingdom. It is a time of clarity and focus, a time when God's people are successful because they are seeing things through God's eyes and doing things according to his will. My friend, we the church needs to rise up and do things not according to what, what I like and so-so like or what's happening. No, we need to do things according to what God is speaking to the house of God, what God is speaking to us and go in the direction so we can reach the laws and reach people for his kingdom. We can be successful because we're giving a message that changes lives. The Spirit imparts to us words that when shared with those around us have the potential to change people's eternal destinies. You have been given the word of God that when you speak that word of God, listen to me, what other book, what other message have the, the ability to get to, to somebody that you can share a word of message of encouragement and people's lives are transformed and people's lives are changed, my friend. That is the word of God. There's no other thing that people can be going on the wrong direction and can hear the gospel and can hear the message and their lives are turned around. There's no other word like that. That is the word, that is the message of hope that we have available at our disposal. But it's up to us to open up our mouths and start sharing the gospel so people can hear hope in their lives. People are dying and going to hell. And we have been given 
a message that changes lives. Do you hear what I'm saying? As a spiritual leader of your church, your words can, be, can have an impact not only on those who are without Christ, but other believers inspiring them to use, to use their evangelistic gifts to reach out to, reach out to others. In other words, I, I, it's not only my responsibility to share the gospel to you and preach the gospel to you and encourage you and equip you, but your responsibility is to receive that message and then go out there, go out into the world and share the hope of message and invite them into the house of God so they can hear the message of hope. Oh, don't, you don't have to clap. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Just sit right there because I can tell you're scared already. But how many know that's the truth? Our job from this pulpit is to equip the saint for the work of God. In other words, it's all of us' responsibility to do that. We have a message that changed people's lives. Peter said, and Peter said to them, repent and be, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone who the Lord our God calls to himself. Think about it. You receive the message, you share the message, and it's available for your children and children's children to hear the message of hope in their lives. And if you don't share the gospel to them, who else will? We have the responsibility. The Bible says this, for those who receive this word, were baptized and then were added to that day about 3,000 souls. The apostle Peter, the pastor Paul, well, he was preaching the gospel of, of hope and the message. Peter was preaching the word. Thousands of people were getting saved. Why? Because there's power in the message. You see, the same thing can happen to us today because we have the message God has given to us the one that never goes out of style. God never goes out of style. Styles come and go. Fads come and go. But God is still the same. They have tried to get rid of him. They tried to take him out of schools and countries. They tried to burn the word of God, but still hanging on. Because you can't get rid of the message of hope. The last thing I want to share with you is this. We can succeed because we are given a belief that God can do anything. Now, there are some phenomenal things that take place in the church immediately following this. But I want you to share with you just the first part of the one verse. He says, it says, and all came upon every soul. Why were there so all about what was taking place during that in the book of Acts? There could be any number of reasons that they they were seeing miracles happen all around them. They were seeing lives changed by the scores. Think about it. in other words, they were in awe, saying, Wow, man, look at this guy's life being changed. He used to be a, a, a drug addict, but look at him now, set free by the power of God. Look at the prostitute that came in, and now her life is changing. And look at this person who was 
filled by demonic spirits. It's being delivered. In other words, they were in awe by the wonders and the supernatural that was taking place in the life of people. My friend, when we start witnessing moves of God and and people coming to the altar and getting saved and and repenting from their sins, man, we'll be in awe too, wonder, man, look what's taking place that we can't explain it, that it's unexplainable, but we can see the, the, the manifestations. We can see the proof of God working in the life of people. See, life being changed. They were, they were filled with anointed excitement. But most of all, I think they were now fully believed that, that everything God has said in the past was true. They've witnessed that what they were talking about that is, is a transformation in the life of individuals. And they knew without any doubt that everything God said was true and that they really could change the world around them. Somebody's coming to the keyboard. They, they, they realized that they believe that, listen, that there is change because we hear the gospel of transformation. We, we hear the gospel of change and they knew without a doubt that there's hope for them. Listen, when you, when you see the power of God working in a person's life, how many of you have seen people's lives being changed by the power of God? The drug addict being set free, a demonic people being set free, relationship, you know, something involved and stuff that they should not be, and you see the power of God. You know what, church? It can happen today. But it doesn't happen with one person preaching in the pulpit. It happens from people also praying from the pews. That there's a church interceding for souls. There's a church praying for individuals as well. And I believe when we come together, we can see the supernatural, the acts of power that can happen in the book of Acts. It can happen in our lives today. It's for real. It's real. I've seen it. You are part of one of them. Your life was going in the wrong direction and and you got a hold of this gospel. You got a hold of it. It was just not something that you felt it for a moment, but it really got a hold of your heart. And it changed your life. Changed the way you live. Changed the way you do. How you serve your family. how, How you treat your children. How you love people around you. And listen you do that it will change you forever I want you to bow your heads for a moment those who are watching online if you just want if you need prayer just go and comment right there in, in YouTube or Facebook we'll, we'll be praying for you if you're watching this video at this time of the hour maybe maybe one o'clock in the morning you're watching this Jesus is right there no matter where you're at in the world no matter what time you're watching Jesus loves you. He cares about you. He's concerned about you. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for every person that is watching or listening. I pray right now, Lord, that you will just minister to them. Lord, let them, let them, let them experience supernatural powers in their lives. Lord, that they have the ability to, to succeed in their walk with you. They have the gift available for them to accomplish those great things that you have for them. 
but it's the, it's the gift of the Spirit that we can do what we can't do in the flesh, but we can do in the Spirit. That we can help us to overcome our addictions, and help us to overcome our temptations. And, and Lord, help us to be a, a, maybe a, a better husband or, or a better mother or wife, Lord. Lord, help us to be a good, better in our workplace, God, and, and those around us. Lord, give us that supernatural, that give us the ability to succeed, Father, in the power to accomplish that. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, if you're here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, I may ask you this question. Say, I need prayer this morning. I need the power to succeed in my life. I just need that. I need that in my life. If that's you in a count of three, I'm not going to embarrass you, nothing. I just want to see who you are. If that's you in a count of three, lift up your hand. One, two, three. Lift up that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? Quickly, quickly. Anybody else? Quickly, quickly. I see that hand. Thank you. You can put it down. And those who are watching online, you need prayer, we're praying for you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for every hand that has, has been lifted up in this building. Father, I pray, Lord, that you encourage them, Lord. Lord, you have given them the power of the Holy Spirit that dwell in them, God. Lord, you have given them the gift of supernatural gifts in their lives, Lord. and Lord, of vision in their hearts, God. Lord, you have given them a message of hope given them a message of hope that changes lives God and Lord you have given them hope to believe to believe that you can do great things in their life you have given them a hope to believe that you can do anything and I pray Lord that you encourage each one of them God you know their needs this this moment this hour and I pray that you touch them by the power of the Holy Spirit why don't you get up on your feet for a moment? If you're watching online, we love you. We're praying for you. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.